Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 221 for the second of Tomas and Alipir. So if you've been following along the, the, this podcast for a little while, you may have noticed that a very big theme of the Tanya is the idea of the unknowable nature of God, of how on the one hand, we're working so hard to try to understand God. And so much of the Tanya is about trying to really, really use our brains and rack our minds to expand our intellects to to the its utmost ability to try to grasp this thing that we call God. But ultimately, we always hit this point where we recognize and realize humbly that we can never really know him. So with this understanding in mind, with this knowledge in mind, this humility in mind that God is unknowable to us, ultimately, the more we try to understand him, we'll never quite get to him. A person might mistakenly assume that this is because God is too deep for us to understand. It's it's too it's too intense. It's he's too great of a of an idea for us to understand. And what we'll learn about today is this is actually a very false way of understanding God. Because God, as I entitled this episode today, is not a concept. So to say that God is too deep for us to understand like it's, he's too out there. It's too, it's too intense. It's too much for us to understand is actually a, a laughable statement. And what the ultra but likens this to is that to say that God is too deep for us to understand is, would be just as ridiculous for a person to say, as it would be for somebody to say that another concept is too great for them to be able to uh, hold in their hands to be able to touch it with their hands. So for example, let's give the example of gravity, for example. So let's say, you know, maybe some of you have learned about this idea of gravity before at some point in your life on some elementary level. So gravity, gravity, there's this gravitational force that acts on all everything in our lives so that when let's say we um, take a pencil and we hold it in our hands high up in the air and then we let go, then it falls to the ground because of the force of gravity, right? Maybe you went so far as to even learn about the difference between mass and weight and how that relates to gravity. So there's this idea of of the mass of an object, like everything in the world has a mass to it, including us, including our bodies. And then when the gravitational force acts on this mass, then that causes there to be this pull that translates into weight so that when we weigh ourselves on a scale, the number we're seeing on the scale is the impact of gravity upon our mass. So that if we were to weigh ourselves on a different planet that has a lesser gravitational force, like on the moon, for example, let's say, which is not a planet, but you know, a, a solar, a, um, a planetary body, I guess we can say, um, then we'd actually weigh a lot less versus I believe if we were to weigh ourselves on Saturn that has a, a stronger gravitational force, then, um, that would 
lead us to way more because of the gravitational force there. So this is a bit of a tangent, but what I'm getting to is that this is a concept. We're using the idea of the concept of gravity. Maybe you're lost already. Maybe not. Maybe it's like we can get deeper into gravity and start getting into the mathematical calculations of it all and all of that stuff. Maybe at some point you'll get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm getting really lost. This is, this is too much for me. This is too deep to understand. Would you then say that gravity, oh yeah, like if somebody were to say to you, like, did you ever learn about gravity? Would you then answer them and say, you know, I tried to learn about gravity once, but it was too deep for me. I just couldn't hold it in my hands. It just wasn't something that I was able to pick up and feel within my, in my hands. So the person you'd, you'd be talking to would like give you kind of like a weird look probably, ask you if maybe you were speaking poetically, like did you mean like, you know, you weren't able to grasp it like in your mind? And then if you were to answer them, no, 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 I meant I couldn't hold it in my hands. I wasn't able to physically touch it. The person might either think that you were really like off your rocker or that they were misunderstanding you somehow, right? Because we all know that when we talk about a concept, when we talk about a, uh, an idea, as deep as that idea is, or as light as that idea is, we don't hold concepts in our hands. We may hold concepts in our minds, which is something that we spoke about in a previous episode, but we don't hold concepts in our hands. That's not holding, what we hold in our hands are physical objects. Concepts are something that we hold in our minds. It's not, concepts are not related to physical holding. So the, the, this exact, um, analogy, which is that the diff, the impossibility of us to be able to hold concepts in our hands is what the altar Rebbe uses to describe to us how God is equally, not only is God not a concept that we can hold in our hands, God is not a concept at all. God is not even a concept that we can hold in our minds. Because if we were to say that God is so is 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 something beyond my comprehension because he's so deep he's it's it's so it's so deep that i i just i'm not able to grasp him at all in our mind that's that's like you're um you're hinting at the fact that he is knowable you just haven't got there yet and that perhaps with more and more and more understanding and more and more research and more thinking and meditation and all that stuff, maybe one day you'll achieve it. Maybe one day you'll get there. And the ultra is going to teach us in this section today that that's absolutely false and that, that that's absolutely not true. Just like, and it's just as false and just as ridiculous to think that way as if somebody were to say that if I just studied the concept of gravity or the concept of whatever it is that you're studying more, I eventually will be able to hold it in my hands. No, you'll never be able to hold the concept of gravity in your hands. You might be able to hold the pen that is going to represent gravity when you release it from your hands in your actual physical hand, but you won't be able to hold the concept of gravity itself in your hand. So just like we can't hold any concept in our physical hands, we cannot hold God in our minds as a concept because God is not a concept. We could hold ideas about God. We could hold ways of um, God manifesting himself the way that God uh, relates to us. We can hold those ideas in our minds and God actually made it such that he wanted us to have a relationship with him in this manner. So this is why we talk about God's different attributes, uh, different ways that God relates to us and all of these things. These are ways that we can relate to God to a certain extent. And we do, and this is the whole point of why we do learn Tani and we do learn Chassadas and we learn Torah in general, is these are tools that God gave us to be able to relate to him on some level, just like we have the tool of a pen or a pencil, like a physical object that could help us relate to gravity in a very physical, tangible sense. But ultimately, again, we cannot hold actual gravity in our hands. We can just hold like 
an expression of that gravity. So similarly, when it comes to God, we cannot grasp God in our minds ever. Not not because he's too deep, not because he's too complex or anything like that. It's because God is not a concept. God is not something that is graspable at all in any way not intellectually, not conceptually, not in any way at all. All we can do is we can grasp expressions of God. We can grasp um, ways by which God expresses himself to us. So with that being said, let's begin today's chapter in the text. And um, for context, we are in the middle of chapter nine of Sharia Chudva And so here we go. So the altar rapid begins uh, in continuation from yesterday, where we were talking about this idea that for Hashem, for Hashem, for God's, uh, for God, Chochmah is actually is a very low level for him, even though for us, Chochmah is a very high, like wisdom is like this, the, the foremost, um, energy power from which all of our other attributes come down for God. It's actually very low. It's a very low manifestation of who he is, but for us, so now this is where the Tanya begins today is that for us, this is the highest level that we're able to understand is this is from this level of Chochmah, this level of, uh, of descent of, of, of Chochmah, like the way that Hashem manifests himself through Chochmah, that's the beginning of where we're able to understand things, all the way down into the level of Asiya, which is the lowest of levels. And this is why we say that um, that in terms of God, God for God, Chochmah is like Asiya to him. So basically the reason why we liken Chochmah to Asiya when we're talking about God and the way that God relates to Chochmah is because we know that Asiya for us is the lowest of all levels. So it's like really emphasizing the fact that for Hashem, Chochmah is a very low level for him. It's not this high thing like that we think of it. So meaning to say that God is way, way, way much further up than the level of Chochmah. And we can't attribute to God anything that is associated with Chochmah. Like we can't say, like as much as this is the highest level for us to be able to comprehend is this level of Chochmah, this level of wisdom. We can't say that this level of wisdom really has anything to do with God in a pure sense. Not even in a way where we're trying to uh, express God's um, God's value and how great God is. Like we can't say that like God is so great that he's like Chochmah, you know, like he's like wisdom. Meaning to say, like if we were to say about God that there's no created being, whether we're talking about a higher being or a lower being, to be able to understand God's wisdom or to understand God's essence. Because to say such a thing, like to say that God, basically to say that God is incomprehensible doesn't really make any sense because whenever we're talking about comprehension, whenever we're talking about the idea of understanding something, this we talk about this in terms of a, of an idea, of a concept, um, of some type of wisdom that we are, in theory at least, able to understand. So it's like, again, going back to the gravity example, let's say the first time somebody were to explain to you like the whole idea of gravity or let's say quantum mechanics, you know, maybe that's like something I brought up several times in the show, which is something I constantly, you know, it's very, it intrigues me a lot because I see a lot of parallels in Chassidus. So quantum mechanics is a very deep concept and there's a lot there. And it's once you get into like multiverses and and uh, possibilities and all that kind of stuff, it gets very complex. And you might say about something like that, like, wow, that's really deep stuff. I don't know if I can really understand it. 
But the second that you say, I don't know if I can understand that, you're kind of hinting at the fact that in theory, anyways, this thing is capable of being understood. It's a concept that could in theory be understood. But when we talk about God, God is not a concept. So to say about God that God is incomprehensible, you're saying that in theory, he could be comprehensible. It's just like I'm not smart enough to be able to comprehend him. So the altar is really trying to emphasize this point that this is not the case at all because it's it's not... It's not that God's incomprehensible. It's it's God's beyond the whole idea of comprehension to give, to begin with. So it's like, you know, that you could have a concept that you say that like you're, you can't understand it because the idea is so is too deep. But God is above intellect and God is above wisdom. And so we can't say that he is incomprehensible because he's too deep, because he's not in the realm of comprehension at all. And somebody who says that we can't comprehend God is just like, says the Alter Rebbe, if you were to say about a certain type of chokhmah, about a certain type of idea that was very deep and very lofty, that you can't hold it in your hands, right? So I mentioned this uh, in the beginning of the podcast. So um, so if a person were to say, I, this, this concept that I'm trying to grapple with is too deep for me. I, I can't hold it in my hands because it's too deep. This sounds ludicrous, right? Anybody who would hear this would laugh. Like if somebody was trying to teach you about gravity and teach you the ins and outs of it, out, ins and outs of it. And if you were to say to them, oh my gosh, this is too deep. I can't, I, I don't feel it in my hands. It's like either they think you're being really poetic in a strange kind of awkward way, or they would think, you're being really strange because it's like nobody can hold the concept of gravity in their hands. Nobody can hold quantum mechanics, the theory of quantum mechanics in their hands. We can hold a pen in our hands and we can drop that pen and we can see how the pen falls with gravity, but we can't hold the concept of gravity in our hands, no matter how deep or not deep it is, right? Because the idea, um, the, the sense of touch has nothing to do with, um, with, with conceptual thinking, and it has to do more with physical asia, with the physical world, which we do feel with our hands. It has to do with action, right? With the realm of action. And so too, when we talk about God and we talk about this idea of the level of, of uh, comprehension and the level of the mind, in, like in relation to God, the, the realm of the mind and the realm of understanding and comprehension is considered like the world of asia, like the world of physical touch, basically. So try to see that that parallel in your mind that just like how for us, we have concepts and like the realm of the intellect, and then we have the physical reality, the realm of touch, and we see how far removed those two things are from each other, where we can't physically touch a conceptual idea. So for God, that is how far removed he is from concepts, from the conceptual world. And God is like, it's it's that level of removal and really a lot more actually, but that's like a good way that we can understand it. So it's like, that's why it's the same way that we can't physically touch ideas. Hashem is not at all in the realm of comprehension at all. And not even, says the altar, but not even in terms of the understanding of the higher worlds, of the, of the beings, of the, the intellects of those beings in the higher worlds. Because you might say, okay, fine. So, you know, maybe here us mortal beings on earth, we, we can't understand God. But what about like maybe the angels, maybe the higher souls, they could understand God. But the altar is saying, no, that's not the case, that Hashem is above any kind of intellect at all. Hashem is even above the level of supernal wisdom, the supernal wisdom, which 
vitalizes all of these things because we we know that there's a famous idea where it says, Kulam b'chokhma asita. So that's a citation from Tehillim, chapter 102, verse 24, which literally means you had ma- you have made them all with wisdom. So we talked about this previously, how all of creation comes about through Hashem's chokhmah. So Hashem made the world with wisdom, but even this wisdom, which is like the source of all of creation, it's the vitalizing force behind all of creation. Even on this level, it's impossible to actually at all comprehend God truly in his true essence. And so now here the altar asks the question and he says, so if this is true, so why is it then that we see in many places in whether we're talking about in our prayer or in Chumash and in, in the Bible and things like that, rabbinic literature, we, we say that Hashem is a Chacham, Hashem is wise. And we see that, um, that this is true both in scripture and we see that this is true in in the sages, that the sages ascribe to Hashem a, the attribute of Chochmah. And so how could this be? Like if we're saying that Hashem is way beyond Chochmah and all of these things, so why do we call Hashem by the name of Chacham or, or ascribe Chochmah to Hashem? And so the altar says that this is because Hashem is the source of Chochmah. And this is, and, and, it, and Chochmah comes from God and Chochmah em, emanates from God. And the essence, the essentialness of what Chochmah is, which is found in the supernal Chochmah that we find in the world of Atsilus, where everything exists in its like really essential way, that is sourced in God, in God himself. And so too, when we call Hashem Rachum or Chasid, like a somebody, a compassionate one or a, or a or giving God, all of these things, this is because God is the source of compassion. God is the source of Chasid. God is the source of kindness. And so too, when we look at all the different mitos of God, all the different attributes that we ascribe to God, whenever we pray to God, whenever we read about God in scripture, we see that they're all, all these attributes that are ascribed to him. The reason why we can ascribe these attributes of, to God is because God is actually the source of all of these attributes. They all came from God. They all emanated out of him, out of his essence. And then the altar concludes on kind of an obscure note here where he says that, and the way by which the these uh, these attributes were drawn down and this realm of Atsilis, this realm, the emanated world, which is the highest of all worlds, how it happens and what it is, is known to those who know, is known to the masculum, which masculum basically means like the, the intellectual ones, the educated ones or whatever. So he's kind of leaving us on this like obscure note telling us that, um, this how it all works in that way um, is is something that's like it's it's known to those who know about it. So uh, so that's it. So basically, so just to sum up, so the basic idea that the ultra is leaving us here with is that I, somebody could make a mistake. Like somebody could like in learning the Tanya and learning about all these ideas and learning scripture in general or learning about Judaism. It's like we read all about Hashem's attributes and we read about and we learn about how. How we call God wise. We call God um, chassad, like he, uh, one who does chassad. The whole world was created through Hashem's chassad and all of these things. So a person might erroneously think that all of these things are who God is, like that God is basically that we have, we're, we're kind of getting a, a, a hold on understanding who God is, that we're saying that God is one who, a, a kind God, God is a chacham, all of these things. And and even if like maybe we might be humble enough to say that like, okay, God is 
really much higher than us. So it's like, you know, when we talk about our chassad, then Hashem's chassad is much greater than our chassad or that kind of thing. It's like the altar is basically stopping us in our tracks and reminding us that all of these terms really are nothing in comparison to God's true essence. And then when we talk about God in an essential way, God in terms of who he really is, this is something which we can't even say that he's beyond our comprehension because he's too deep to understand because God is not a concept. God is not something that we could even in theory understand. Even if we were to spend millions and millions and millions of years trying to understand God, we'd never get there because he's not in the realm of understanding. Just like you could spend your entire life trying to touch the theory of relativity or the way in which gravity works or quantum mechanics or any of these ideas, you could spend your entire lifetime, multitudes of lifetime trying to touch these ideas with your physical hands and you'll never get there because it's not shayach. It's like, <laughs> it has nothing to do, like concepts have nothing to do with touching, just like God has nothing to do with comprehension. God is way beyond the realm of comprehension. So that is it for today. I hope that that, um, you know, made these ideas a little bit more accessible to you. And we will continue along these lines tomorrow when we conclude this chapter, chapter nine of Shari Chibamuna, and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamina Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.